Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. Oh, that's right. We have a special guest this week. On the special guest couch, Cody Moffitt. Woo! Hey, guys. What's up, man? Wow. So. This is episode number 109. Yeah. And uh, it is our Jurassic World review. Um, we oh all went to goodness. see Jurassic World, didn't we? Just now? Yes. Yeah. yeah. What if, like, one he of us. You said that like, like we were making it up <laughs> well, for what some if reason. One of us, like, went to a different movie. <laughs> we, were go- we went to Jurassic World, right, guys? <laughs> Remember were the like, story we were supposed to tell? Dinosaurs. We're and- on the same page. <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, actors, <laughs> Chris Pratt. Anyway, so that review is coming up later. Um, but what have you guys been up to this week? What's, what's been going on? Oh man. Um, no, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you had something. Oh, I, I watched a movie last night. <laughs> this is terrible. This is horrible. Um, I watched the judge and it was okay. It was just okay. It was just okay. Okay. <laughs> like in my mind, that's why I'm like, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, because I, I mean, it's just whatever. Yeah. I would recommend it. Um, I'm really into Game of Thrones. It's been doing amazing. And Silicon Valley, their season finales are this weekend. Yeah, I was about to say it's. Uh, Wait, l- what? Yeah. You didn't oh, know this weekend was a season finale of both of those shows? I was I was like so excited to keep watching them. Nope. Only <laughs> not, one more of each. They're not very long seasons of those. No, ten episodes. They've got a lot to wrap up. Or not, or or yeah, possibly not. Or I mean, just leave. I don't. Hanging. I don't think they can wrap a lot. At least, at least on Game of Thrones, I don't think they're gonna be able to wrap a lot of this stuff up. Yeah, it's gonna continue to next season. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're kind of waiting on somebody to finish a book. So you right. Know. No. So like, I know they've the you know George R R Martin has told them all his secrets and told them the end of the books. Dude, he doesn't know. <laughs> no, he, he does. <laughs> Apparently, like they were like, what if you die? I don't know, you know, it was super morbid people. That's sit, like a around. weird conversation to have. Hey, by the way, we're doing a, mo- a show based on your books, and what happens if? Uh... Well, it's because it's taking him. It's taking him. Prog- I think we looked up on the podcast, didn't we? Like how long it was taking him. So, like the first first book, there was like a year between it and the second book, like two years between it and the third book, and then four years between it and the fifth book, and then like the sixth book, nowhere to be found. It's six years later. Yeah, <laughs> like hmm. he just progressively, you know, takes more and more time. If if they decide to diverge the show. Or he decides to diverge the story yeah. from the show. Can they kill him, or will they? Can, Do they have can they assassinate George R. R. Martin in real <laughs> Is life? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, like the, <laughs> that's the question. Question you're positing like, right now. He is ruining our story. <laughs> well, kill like him. He, he told him one thing, and then he's like, eh, "It'd be better to write uh, this way." So, like, what does the contract look like with this? I think, like, yeah. I think they can. Div- like, I, I want to say that they probably because there are some differences or whatever. Oh, apparently, yeah, I've never differences. watched the show or read the books, but yeah, I'm just saying, like, they want to make sure those books don't come out. <laughs> mm, the interesting. On it. interesting. Um, yeah, that would be that would be interesting. I this week um, have been actually rewatching through Clone Wars because I'm so excited oh, yeah. about the new Star Wars. I've been doing films. that too. I've been watching it in chronological order. Yep. Yeah, I just got through uh, um, episode three oh one. 
Okay, and so you're, are you jumping back to like two something? Like have no, you the gone next one's three oh three. Okay, so if you've gone and then through the next the... one's in one one something. Oh my gosh! So you're still like in season one technically. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, I have not the, made it through that. There is one particular like sequence of shows like where it jumps from season to season, and like I I, I watched it this time, and I got really confused because it's not in chronological order. Oh yeah, and it's like I thought that person was in prison still. And then they're out running around doing stuff. And you're like, well, I don't even know about this. I don't know what's going on. And so I had to look up the chronological order. And I was like, I probably should have the second watch through here gone through in chronological order. Yeah, like... Or third watch through. I don't know how much You know what I wish? It. I wish that there was an option for that on Netflix. Mm, so you didn't have to do it manually? Yes, because I have to like... Because you know how it does autoplay? Yeah. And it just jumps into the next episode if you don't stop it in five. So I'm like laying on my couch and it's like... <laughs> it jumps to the screen and it's like... Next play, next episode in five seconds. I'm like, oh my gosh, where's my remote? No, don't spoil me. No. I'm like, just like scrambling around. The rope flies across the room. I have to like go get it real fast. Like, yeah, man. Wait, so why is it out of order? Because because they they released it and it wasn't in chronological order whenever they released it. So like, here, let me let me read the. So they put it out of order on Netflix. Okay, so whenever whenever it was released, whenever they initially like did the show, they were like, okay, so we're gonna be able to do two seasons of this show. And so they told like some stories that were two seasons long. Then they were like, oh. they got in a third season and like, okay, let's do this, but let's skip back for some of these and fill in some of the gaps that we, you know, had in seasons one and two timeline wise. And so it's like, because they didn't know how many seasons they ended up having, they ended up having what, five seasons, I think, yeah. uh, counting the ones that are on Netflix or whatever exclusives. Um, and so they ended up going back a lot and piecing together like these other greater stories. So you can watch them out of order and they do make sense like that way. Like if you watch them just the way Netflix has them, they make sense and they're great. Mm. That's the way I did it. But you can also watch them in chronological order if you want to. Like this is how convoluted it is. This is the first few episodes. Like chronologically, it starts with season two, episode 16, season one, episode 16, the theatrical release, season three, episode one, season three, episode three, season one, episode one, season one, episode two. It just keeps going. It's just like, this is insane. This sounds way too difficult to watch. I'm, <laughs> I, I was thinking about watching it, and now I'm like, I don't know. Like I said, I, you, can, you can totally figure like, out what's going on. There's only one time that I've been confused about it, and like that was the, the episode where, like I said, it's like, oh, I thought that's how, that person was in prison. When did they get out? And you know, then they eventually tell you that. So, hmm. But yeah. Um, I but read, yeah, uh, other than that, what have you been up to, Cody? The Court of Owls. The Court of Owls. Batman. Yes. So good. What did you think? What was your thought? Oh, I liked it a lot, but I, I have to read the second one, and I, I, I don't know how many there are. So there's Court, you, Court of Owls, and then what was Night of the Owls? Night City of the Owls. City of Owls? Is that the... I think it's Night of the Owls. I think it's Night of the Owls. Yeah. Okay. the next one. So you haven't read that one? Uh-uh. Okay. That's good, too. So what... I can't remember what happened at the end of... Uh, Quarter Spoiler vowels? alert, but what happened at the end of Quarter Vowels? Hmm. What did happen at the end <laughs> of I want to say it led directly into Night of Owls, and so it, it wasn't necessarily the climax of that story. Oh. It was like a cliffhanger. Y- you're right. Yep. You're right. The uh, the court decided... Can I say this on the show? Yeah, you yeah. Can say, yeah. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. You can skip forward 15 seconds. Oh, okay. Well, the court like just sent a bunch of their assassin dudes out. Uh-huh. And uh, you see him fly off, and that's like the last scene that I remember. Yeah, it's so like it's Batman like was already in there, like in their like kind of like mind maze. Yeah. Okay. And he got out. Yes. Yep. And then they're like, "Let's go f up Batman." Have you found any of their hideouts? Yeah. So all of, yeah, like that's crazy. They nest in, so in their own walls. That's my favorite part of that is the fact that not only have they been there forever, 
but they're they're living among you in your buildings. Yeah, yeah, in, in the Wayne buildings. Well, it's similar to the way that the uh, War of the Worlds, like the whole thing where the things are under, but it was delivered much much more slyly, much right. better. You know, but it's like it's that whole like, oh my goodness, they're everywhere. Well, it's, it's yeah, and it's crazy. This in all the Wayne buildings, you're like, oh my goodness, this is just mm-hmm. like this weird power structure, mm-hmm. like that's just been in place forever. It's like the Freemasons. And Bruce is like, he's just mad. Oh yeah. I mean, he's being like they're just they yeah. are messing with his mind. Like, I like I and I love like the the way that the, you know like he is basically denying that this could happen. Right. You know, he's like, no, there's these guys are not real. This is there's no way. And I know then, everything about Gotham. Yeah, yeah I, I am know. Gotham. I am or whatever. Yeah, you know, I am that Gotham. Idea. And then he, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, so well then at the, is at the end of that like series right there. Where he says something like "We are Gotham" or something like that. Like right. They, they turn it. I forgot how um, they turn it on its head. That saying. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then at the end, uh, yeah, at the end of it, it's like, well, it's kind of Batman or something like that. Yeah. It's 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 so good. So <laughs> it's kind of Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Gotham is anyway, but dude, that's so awesome. Kind of Batman. That's so awesome. We should uh, um, we should review that sometime in depth, maybe. We totally should like like dive in because like honestly because. That whole run has been amazing. Like I'm not quite current with the uh, the Snyder and uh, Capullo run on Batman right now, but it's yeah. like everything up up until the point that I've read has just been some of the best Batman stuff ever. Because it's like you look at some of the the quintessential Batman stories, and there's always like small things laced here and there where it's like ah, but there's this, and then ah, there's that, or like there's this one weird thing. But this has really like taken the fun parts of Batman and really made it fun versus like the serious drab kind of uh, Batman that, that we've had in the past. So I don't know, man, it got pretty dark. It gets dark and they're not, they don't shy away from it, but it never loses the adventure aspect. Like a lot of times, like I feel like Batman in the past has been horrifying just for the sake of being horrifying, you know, where it's, it's yeah. I mean, it's, but this has been mind twisty and adventurous rather than uh, being just abusive almost, you know? Yeah. But yeah, Cool. So uh, later in the show, we are reviewing um, Jurassic World. This is true. And uh, but first, we have a I think listener topic. Yes, we have a listener question. Uh, it's stay on topic, topic, topic. This question uh, comes from Twitter. And uh, it comes from a previous winner of the Stay on Topic yes. poster. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I actually haven't uh, sent that poster out. We That's need to bad. mail that like tomorrow. <laughs> I, need, I need to mail that. So I will include an, an, a bonus poster in there <laughs> to hopefully make up for Just the so fact many, that I haven't mailed it. Yeah. So many promises. And so if, uh, <laughs> if uh, you guys want to be a, a part of the show, Stay on Topic, just tweet at us at Stay on Target Pod, hashtag Stay on Topic, and you could win an awesome poster. I think we have some... Uh, uh, Mad Max posters over here. We've got a couple of Batman versus Superman posters, that sort of thing. So uh, tweet at us at Stay on Target Pod. This one says at Stay on Target Pod. Stay on topic. What do you guys do? I would love to hear how you can see slash play slash review all this stuff. A normal day for us too. So Chris, do you want to dive in first? Yes, and so this comes from uh, at uh, at North uh, Northfield or at Norseman B Ball. That's Patrick at Norseman yes, B Ball. Patrick, yeah. Um, do I want to go first? Is that what you asked oh, me? Either, either way, I was just uh, how do you, how do you want to oh. field the question? So um, 
basically how do we play and see and do so many things yeah and what do we what do we do um like i uh i'm an audio engineer um yes. around nashville and so uh you know so i i, I mix music um but yeah during you, the day during the day yeah at night during the day you are a at night i well i run <laughs> a quite a large bit and a podcast uh we do the podcast every, every one day every week basically we set aside and we're like hey yeah here's whenever we're doing the podcast but how, do you, so, how do you fit everything into your schedule uh how do i fit everything in my schedule well the, the movie reviews like this yes it's just we don't sleep <laughs> there's uh you know because you like you go see the movie yeah, tomorrow's gonna suck at like 7 p.m or whatever and it gets out and it's pretty late and so you just kind of like you know push through and you don't get a whole lot of sleep so yeah but uh other than that it's you know there's a you know it's uh just spend spend some nights and time you know doing doing other stuff like uh playing games and uh hanging out like for me like playing games is is a lot of a social experience a lot of times like playing on xbox live or whatever you put on the headset and it's like you've got your set of friends that you kind of hang out with on the uh, on the internet some of our are like one of my good friends i met through you i guess like he worked with you and like you know we started playing uh call of duty zombies together Mm -hmm. and it was like i got to know him and you know hanging out with him a lot uh over the internet and i hadn't ever met him in person and in fact the same thing happened with our destiny like raid crew yeah this past week (laughs) that's true where like i've been like raiding with these guys for for you months. Know, months and it's like that's the kind of like the hangout time where it's like hey you know let's just go hang out at, after nine you know and, and just kind of play for an hour or two whatever and then i hadn't met them any of them in the same room like i didn't even know who like what they looked like and so then we go out to lunch the other day and i'm like okay so i i'm putting names with with faces and things too so it takes me a long time like even one of our friends the the friend uh from call of duty zombies it, i call him hawk in person because that's his has his screen name <laughs> it's uh and so i just call him hawk all the time and like people his friends like whenever i'm hanging out with real people they're like why who's hawk why are you calling him hawk and i'm like okay well it's his gamer tag i'm sorry it's what i know him by it'd be uh it'd be like i would call you acorn or something like that skeptical, skeptical acorn. acorn xbox generated that for me yeah and i've just kind of kept it up because i couldn't think of that it's, it's much more creative than i am <laughs> the uh, the automated box was much more creative of a name. <laughs> yeah. How does it auto-generate like that type of a name, I wonder? Just like jam it's, nouns together. Yeah. Or like yeah, it wasn't a skeptical a noun or an adjective. Yeah, an adjective and a noun. An adjective and a yeah. noun. So yeah. there's probably some like crazy fox. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So Chris, what about you? Um, so yeah, like uh so I uh, I'm in video and audio. So I do I work um and uh do audio and video. I just repeated myself. Editing and uh, yeah, and ed- editing and audio recording, uh, mixing and stuff like that. Shooting, um, and so like whenever I'm not at work, I enjoy relaxing with um, a nice television show or watching a movie or mm-hmm. playing games. So like you know that's my downtime. You know like I'll read you know read comics. You know like the comics that come out um, every week that I enjoy to read and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like it's like it's kind of like you know whatever whatever you you love to do, you'll you'll make time for it, and it's just kind of like you know you uh, you kind of naturally kind of move towards something like that. Right. I mean, obviously, there's you know I'm interested in a lot of things, and there's a lot of things I can't do. Yeah. You know, like I think you know in the last like uh, year, you know, like I've probably finished less video games than I used to. Oh yeah. Like far less. Oh yeah. Some of that's due to Destiny. Some of that's due to like just doing other things. Yeah. And just like. You know, you just you make priorities in your life, you know, and uh, you just kind of, 
you know, there's seasons to your life as well. You know, like yeah. sometimes it's like, well, I'm really into this. And then like, you'll go six months. You'll be like, well, I didn't like read a single comic or something like that. You know, like, and, like I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for, uh, for, you know, keeping buying them like I did, but yeah, <laughs> I remember a true story. gigantic pile. Doing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, something that's interesting about like this podcast and how we started the podcast, like we would have big discussions. Like every time we would get together, we'd have discussions about this stuff. Like we'd be talking about uh, movies that we saw or games that we, uh, we've played and, and, uh, like things that we'd read and stuff. And it was just like, well, why, why not just try like dedicating a day every week and just record it, you yeah. know, record those exact conversations. Um, and so that's kind of how like we started the podcast and it's, it's worked so far. So it's like, this is just an automatic extension of kind of those conversations and like, right. those, those things. And it, it has grown into more than that, where it's like, we do specifically seek out certain movies and, and go see them for review or whatever. Right. Um, movies that we wouldn't necessarily see at that time, especially like but we, we would may, go see, but we would go see. Right. Um, and so it's like, it's it, it, in that way, it's an extension of, uh, of us and our personalities and like our, you know, ours free time. So, yeah, it was like, at- I think when it, like when we restarted the podcast, it was kind of like, okay, you know, we're doing this stuff anyway and having these conversations anyway. How can we just like turn that into a podcast, you know, yeah. and turn that into something that um, we enjoy doing? Yeah. You know, and uh, I always... I always look back at uh, at some weeks, like whenever we're like, oh, well, what were you up to this week? Or what were you up to this week? Some weeks, like I look back and I'm like, I didn't do a single thing entertainment wise yeah. other than this. And that's usually the thing that I talk about. You know, right. like this time it was like the uh, the Clone Wars. Like I haven't had a whole lot of time this week to do much of almost anything. Yeah. And so it was just like, Hey, what have I, you know, I, uh, during, you know, during, uh, a meal, I'll like pop that on and watch a few episodes here and there of that. So, I mean, it's like, you know, you, you just, uh, do whatever, what you have time for. So Cody, what, how, how do you make time for, uh, these types of things? Nah, I don't do these kind of things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually very curious as the answer to it. I'm like. When you mentioned the not sleeping thing, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> John and Chris have a uh, long history of not sleeping throughout oh, college. Man. Dude, in uh, in college, it was nuts. That was nuts. Yeah. No sleep. Uh, Many just nights with no sleep, like literally zero sleep. Yeah, yes. like the studios like uh, that that were there on campus, whenever you would record, you would get like 8 p.m. to uh, to 8 a.m. Uh-huh. sessions. And, and like, then have, so, a, have like an 8.30 class. Yeah, so like there's literally, uh-huh. it's, it's literally like you're in there for 8 to, to 12 hours, and then you just, you have to go directly to class. So the, like, This no was sleeping. the worst part, too. I feel like they, all the 8.30 classes were always like copyright law. And you're like, <laughs> man... Like this is the worst class. Something you have to be present for. But you have to be present, and you have to like be of sound mind, and be able to tear apart these legal briefs. <laughs> and you're just like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> and then the professor would be at the front of the class, and be like, Why don't you guys understand? I'm like, because I'm so. And why do you look tired. like you're half asleep right now? And it's like I kind of am. Mm-hmm. Um, would have yeah. been anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, and uh, but yeah, like for movie reviews, I think movie reviews are the most time-consuming ones. Well, uh, speaking I mean, of, I mean, kind of. Well, sort of. Yeah, I, mean, I guess you're right. I think you know, just uh, any. I think any review. That's because true. you know, like I play a forty-hour game. That's true. <laughs> that's a pretty. Uh, that's pretty true. Lo- lot of time invested in that review. No, you're one hundred percent right on that. No, you're one hundred percent right. Here's my uh, listener question. Okay. Yeah. From at skeptical acorn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, when you guys started doing this podcast, mm-hmm. do you notice yourself thinking more critically 
while watching a movie? Does it affect how you enjoy things? So, um, can, I can answer. Do you want, Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Um, I early on, like in college, took a uh, took a, a critical film course, and that kind of fundamentally changed the way I I look at film slash television shows. Anyway, from, from the get go, like so that was you know probably, I mean that's over ten years ago. Um, so like, uh, I kind of you know like look at things in that way anyway. Um, but I will say like so say what like whenever we went to college and we started like thinking more about like okay like audio mixes and like breaking them down. Like there was a while there where I'm like, I don't want to listen to any music. Like I actually like, yeah. because I, I can't stop. I can't turn it off. Right. Like I just sit there and analyze it. And like, it took a while before I could like, okay, I can turn this on and off where I'm going to just listen to this and enjoy it. Um, and, or I'm going to listen to this, analyze it, or I can sometimes enjoy it because I am analyzing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like at least with movies, that's where I kind of am. Like I enjoy it just being able to look at it and then like soak it in. But if I, if there's something that I notice that I'm like, I love that, or I like dislike that shot or like something like that, like it's, it's a lot healthier of a way at do of doing it than I think it was like, you know, uh, initially whenever I started doing it, because like whenever you first, you're like, it's kind of like a. When you realize you you can do something, you're like, oh man, I can do this, and you do it every time, and then you're like, I don't know if I should be doing this every time. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of like whenever you like, if if there's like a, a door or like a a wall with like like peeling paint or whatever, and you like chip off a little bit of it, and it's like, oh, you can keep doing this, and mm-hmm. like keep like, and it's like, oh, it's worse and worse and worse until you like, you know. <laughs> And then, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like that. But yeah, I think that whenever I watched, okay, so season one of Arrow, uh-huh. like I think uh, it's like some of the most entertaining, like some of the most, like I just remember it being some of the most fun television watching um, that I've had. And then season two, whenever we uh, started reviewing it and things, you look at it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Like you look at it from a perspective of like, yeah, sure. It's still really, really fun. And there's these fun things about it, but there's also these other things about it that it's like, I wish they would kind of more examine this more. I wish mm-hmm. this relationship was a little bit different or, you know, th- there's things that you kind of point out where it's like season one of Arrow. while I was watching it. I want to say like, it was, uh, it almost could do no wrong to a certain extent. But yeah. then once, you know, I look back at season one now and I'm like, yeah, there were some issues, some, some kind of glaring issues in, in season one. Um, but it's like, so I think that there are some things that do change. Like once you start like really needing to put words to how you feel about them or needing mm-hmm. to back up, you know, something uh, that you think. And, and so like there's, there's that change that takes place. Yeah. But I mean, I, to be honest, I just, you know, it's, it's, it hasn't changed the way I've enjoyed movies as much. Like I, I will go, Oh, I want to, I want to point that out on, on the show or, Hey, I want to mention this on the podcast. But other than that, there aren't really big sweeping, uh, dramatic changes to how I view things. So, and I will say like, as we've been, you know, reviewing things and putting scores and numbers to things, it has gotten easier because like, um, for instance, you know, uh, I, we analyze, you know, something like arrow. And while it's a great show, it does have a lot of problems with it a lot of times, you know. And but then like I watch something like um, Game of Thrones or The Walking Dead, and like I have far less like nitpicky things about them a lot of times. And so like you can kind of like okay, critically look at a show versus another show and be like okay, like this is obviously like I am nitpicking this less and this more 
So like the kiss caliber of this show is different than the caliber of this show, and so it's like it's easier to put things in different places. Yeah, it's also easy, it's it's getting easier to do that with movies as well. Whenever, yeah, like remember I said like I saw like San Andreas. Yeah, and I'm like I honestly like like enjoyed that more than Tomorrowland. I'd probably give it the same score. Yeah, like, but I enjoyed it more. It was more fun, and yeah, you know, and, and more for like for maybe you, you know, yeah, it's like it's you more know. fits your personality and that sort of thing, like the mood you were in at the day. And so, like, I think like early on, whenever we did movie reviews, it was so hard for me to put a number. I remember like laboring over each score, where it's like, is this a seven or a seven point right. five? Well, and, and, you, and you wouldn't make that decision until like we were like like on immediately the air. on the air, yeah. and then uh, and yeah, but like lately, it's been a lot easier. Um, you know, since we've done a lot more of them and we did like November movie month this last, uh, last November, uh, probably will again. And it's like, you just do enough of them and it's like, you can kind of like, you know, the range and it's like, I, I kind of will lean one way or the other on it, but I will try to determine what number I give it. Um, as soon as I see it now, you know, it's like, so that way the discussion that we have afterwards or whatever, unless something in there, like is something I didn't think about or something drastically changes the enjoyment after the film is kind of the, uh, the score that I give it, you know, it's like yeah. how, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how fun was it? Or, you know, what was the, what was your take on this after the film? Unless right. something is just like earth shattering that someone brings up. So yeah. it's the first impression. Yes. Because I feel like some things you watch multiple times, and it either goes up or down one way yeah. or the other. Yeah, and I agree with that. That's where it comes back to. Like the first time I watch something, I want to absorb it for what it is. How much do I enjoy it? Yes, try to like I don't, but I'm not going to sit there and like critically tear apart every single thing while I'm watching it because I right. want to yeah. like actually enjoy it. And just with you know the nature of the podcast is we can't watch it twice like <laughs> before we uh, before we review it. And yeah. so it's like you know you you, you do get kind of stuck, but it's like. That's what it is. You know, you walk out of a movie with your friends. Okay, so, like, whenever... I think this is why I, I um, in my mind, I like the way we do it. It's like, I want to know if I'm going to go see a movie, if, you know, this person said, I walked out of there liking it, you should go see this movie. Mm. Like, if I'm going to go and enjoy it, then sure. But if I'm not going to enjoy it, or I would only enjoy it if I'm this type of person, that's what I want to know. Yeah. Um, it's less about a number and more about like, hey, is this is this fun and like that sort of thing. And it's is like it we, for me. Yeah, is it for me? Is this something that I would enjoy? So, um, which is why we have the non-spoiler part of every review. You know, whenever we go through that, it's like, do you, should you go see that? Should you not? And I remember especially the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles review. <laughs> I remember specifically saying, if you are a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, yeah. and like a hardcore Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, you will not probably enjoy this film. If you're open-minded about it and you're a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, you might enjoy this movie. And if you don't like Ninja Turtles, don't go see it at all. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't uh, like yeah. ninjas or turtles. <laughs> <laughs> or this lots and lots of gigantic the, tanks. What's, I don't remember what we gave it, but I think that's the harshest review we've mm, done. It was definitely a, a like it was definitely a harsh, harsh review. Like, There's like a lot of weird sixes. things about that movie. Do you guys think about how... I don't want to diverge the topic too much, but do you guys think about how a piece of art endures... Do you, know, do you take that into consideration? We've talked about doing like uh, reviews of things that have already come out or like to do like brief overviews of like, oh, well, let's go through the Star Wars movies and let's talk about some things about those or whatever or something like that. Like we've talked about doing that, but I don't know. I mean, I think after a movie like like this one, you know, we, we go see this movie and it's like this movie, will I enjoy this a year from now or whatever? Like that does enter my mind a little bit where it's like I, you know, there are some movies that I 
harp on a little bit because like they they were good at the time a good one viewing thing but it's like i wouldn't watch them again but that doesn't mean they were a bad movie that doesn't mean that it was bad it was just means it was good for one experience you know one time through it's like um the classic examples are all M. Night Shyamalan movies. Like once you kind of know like the thing, you know, it's like, it's, it's an amazing viewing, uh, the first time and a lot of times the second time. And because you pick up on a lot of things, but it's like, you know, once you, uh, once I get past that, I I, like, I won't, I don't usually go back and and review those a lot of times. So some of them, yes, but like, you know, yeah. So let's, let's say I've never gone back and watched the sixth sense again. Correct. I have watched, Fight Club over and over and over. Right. And so, like, in my mind, Fight Club is a way better movie than Sixth Sense. Correct. But that's after the fact, you know, just knowing, okay, this one has repeat viewing power for me, while the other one does not. I'm not so much talking about, like, repeat viewing power, but as, like, uh, if I was to watch Jaws now for mm-hmm. the first time, mm-hmm. would I enjoy it? Will this, will this be a good piece of art right. years from now I mean, to a newcomer? Something like Jaws, yes. Something like, like the Langoliers. No. No. But I don't think that was a necessarily great viewing experience in the first place. <laughs> you know, like, I, I think... Uh, That's true. I think a movie's kind of, like, stand on their it's own. Like, and, and while... Okay, this is... Well, um, you look at, like, you know, the, the top 100 list on IMDb or something like that. And while new movies that come out will get inserted in there and, pe- and movies will kind of, like, shift places within there, mm-hmm. the top ones are usually still the top ones, yeah. you know, 10 years from now. Um, you know, you still have things like, you know, Gone with the Wind and Casablanca and all that kind of stuff in yeah. there. And so, like, while they might get shifted and something else might be, you know, on top, I think, like, Whiplash right now is, like, number six or something like that. You know, like, it's a phenomenal movie. came out last year. And while it may have pushed something else, like, down a spot, like, it doesn't lessen the the staying power of that, that other movie, yeah. you know? Yeah. Largely, the classics are the classics. And it's, like, I don't know. Culturally, you know, some movies hit and they're, like, the right movie at the right time. And then a decade from then, they they don't have the 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 power to stay but i mean a classic you know will stay and a classic like like you said like gone with the wind or like casablanca or like a lot of like a, the classic movies um they end up enduring over time and like i think that that just happens like i mean it, you can't really predict whether or not something has staying power uh depending on how like culture shifts and and yeah. how uh society changes too so and i guess you know like you know if you're going to the the movie theater like whenever tombstone came out you might be like this is a 10 you know I would almost rather I like I would almost give that a ten now. Like you just take into account kind of like when it came out and like yeah. the limitations that were in place when it when it came out and you know, a good movie is a good movie. Yeah. Good stories. Good stories. Good content. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. the Twilight yes. Zone. Always Dude. great to me. It's yes. always good. Yeah. yeah. Like those they they could have one room in just like a small group of actors, not a lot of effects or anything, mm-hmm. and, and tell a great story. With just drama and and good dialogue, and that's you know it's a fascinating thing thinking about okay like something like um, uh, Psycho, like uh, the, isn't that the Alfred Hitchcock movie? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so something like Psycho, you watch it now, it's still terrifying. Oh yeah, like this is a creepy movie. <laughs> this well, like, guy is insane, you know. Yeah. And so it's just like you know it's as much true now as it is then, and it's just it's mind boggling that that's the case, and that they were able to. Um, kind of just capture that like there's something about about art and that it stands the test of time whenever it's good yeah yeah well and you think about like uh like with all art like you mentioned just like music and and uh and 
and paintings and everything, like any medium that you put art down in, um, there will be some that have staying power and there are others that are, that are great at the time and are really good whenever you put them in that time and they were really popular, but they may not translate well, you know, to 10 years from now. And I, I don't know if that's like a fault necessarily of the, the artists. It's just, I think that a lot of times, you know, uh, something that is kind of innate to the human, like the human brain and, and the way that, that humans just work, you know, it's yeah. just, it, whenever you tell something that, that strikes the right chords with, uh, human beings, it's like, it'll, it'll withstand. And, and so, I mean, you got to tap into that somehow. So yeah, and sometimes I mean, it's just magic, you know? It, and, and I think that, that that's up to people who are reviewing movies and critically looking at like pieces of art and saying, you know, okay, whenever I give this a score or I rate this in some way, like, am I, Am I doing it based on like the current um, state of the the world or a current mm-hmm. like kind of state of the medium, or am I doing it because it's actually really good? You know, I look at something like I think the the Academy Awards that like a lot of times they will they'll nominate and or like award people for things that like don't necessarily like you look back and you're like you know well maybe that was a <laughs> that was a good movie but you know I wouldn't call it one of the best movies but but then again it was the best like maybe it was one of the best ones that year and we only have like i mean you look at the number of nominated movies and you look at the, even the number of movies that come out the there are they are a very small portion of the stories that are written and the, and the movies that are that are potentially on the plates and it's like they usually pick what they perceive to be the best ones or the ones that will uh strike with you know the current state of the world and so i mean it, while it may be the the best film of you know 2000 whatever it may not be the best film of the decade or of the the right. century yeah. or whatever you know it's like it doesn't you know it, it just may not translate over the time so, so but then, yeah i saw jurassic park when they re-released it yes mm. and i hadn't seen it since i was a child wow. was it in 3d uh i don't remember i think i just saw it in 2d okay so it's almost as original yeah and I was really surprised at how much I, how, how good of a movie it was. Yeah. Mm. Like, I don't know if it was nostalgia. I don't think it was. No. Like, it was almost mm-hmm. as if I was watching it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, it looked good. The story was great. Like, yeah. The Dude, acting was good. And, you know, th- th- that, you know, that's awesome. Like, I, I remember whenever we saw it in 3D. Yeah. And I had forgotten because it'd been a while. And honestly, like, I don't remember seeing that. I, we I didn't see that in theaters, like, whenever it originally, like, released right. or whatever. I remember seeing it on, on, uh, on, on, you know, DVD or what. So I'd never seen it on a big screen. Yeah. Then going to see it on the big screen was such a big deal because there's, like, these. I'd forgotten about all of the kind of horror elements and the horror aspects of it. It was terrifying. Whenever oh these, my you God. know. <laughs> Yeah, whenever whenever they're at the end, like it transfers from kind of being this adventure, you know, uh, thing and and to an action adventure. Then it transitions into like this horror esque kind of a, mm-hmm. a a chase thing or like a stalking mm-hmm. thing. You know, it's like oh my goodness, this movie just so good. And uh, I think that's like largely, you know, was my take was like that movie is still stands up as a as a good movie, despite the fact that a lot of the graphics may be outdated or a lot of that. It was still still just just as thrilling. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. We just saw Jurassic World. Yes. Yes. Let's, uh, <laughs> yeah, we saw <laughs> affirmation again. <laughs> yes, just one, once more. Just wanted to bring that back. Um, so we just got out of the showing and uh, and comparing. We just talked a little bit about Jurassic Park. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so 
initial thoughts. Like, obviously, we're going to have a spoiler-free section of this review, and yep. we will do the spoiler countdown, and Cody will shout out a gigantic spoiler at the end of the countdown. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm giving you fair warning to think of one. So, and Chris, you think of a backup just in case. <laughs> I don't know. Like Cody's looking at me, like he's really like he's gonna add him. Like he's already decided. I, am I mean, not I know. Doing I know what my spoiler would be. Is. Um. Anyway, but uh, but we'll do a substantial spoiler countdown before that happens. So, uh, first thoughts after the movie, guys. I really really liked uh, really liked the movie. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was different than what I expected. Um, mm. and I but I think there were like there were enough callbacks to the uh, the first film, um, that it felt connected to it. Yeah. But it didn't feel chained by it and um i i really appreciated that i didn't like i I appreciate that they didn't um bog down the storyline with that but they paid attention to it Mm. i felt like i also really enjoyed the movie I also felt like they watched Jurassic Park while writing this movie (laughs) like it was very it it felt kind of paced similar and just a, a similar movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I had that vibe too. And I loved like, because like you said, they weren't like super heavy handed. It's not like a direct sequel. If you want to put it that way. Um, it, it, it comes after and obviously like this other stuff happened, but they don't like it. The other stuff doesn't set up this stuff. No. I mean, you know? and it was like, you know, the, the, it's set in present day. Right. So I was like, okay, well that was 20, 20 so, years, 20 ago. years ago. Yeah. yeah. I think they referenced it being 20. Yeah. It was yeah. 20 years. Um, but yeah, it's like, the uh, the the whole pacing of the movie, like I thought that the first, like whenever it first opened up, and it it started off like you said, like a lot similar, like it had the pacing of like a older movie. It felt like in the intro section, and even some of like the uh, the back and forth between some of the actors, like I was like, oh, this pacing feels very much like the original did. So I I, I like both liked that, and it also felt awkward because we don't have a lot of movies that are that feel that way uh, with like dialogue exchanges um, yeah. much anymore. And I liked it like this the. You know, even right off the bat, like they do some kind of like shock and scary horror elements, you know, from the beginning. Right. And I was glad that they did that because it kept you kind of like on the edge of your seat, waiting to see what's going to happen next. Yeah. Um, from the very beginning, even though like they did spend a lot of time setting up the characters, which I I do appreciate because like you're right, you don't get that a lot in movies now. Like you don't get a whole lot of setup for mm-hmm. for characters, and it's a pretty big cast of characters, and I think they they set it up well. I felt like. A lot of the characters had like direct similarities to the original Jurassic Park. Yes. You got like the two kids. Right. The two related to someone on the island. Related yeah, related to somebody on the island. There's yeah. the scientist. There's this guy with some bad idea coming in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. well yeah, there's there's the some overreaching bad designs with some corporate stuff and the overreaching scientists. Um, there's the, the owner who's, you know, like who's really, he's just in it for the the fun. Like he just wants people to be, um, odd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then there's the rugged outdoorsman who knows more than everybody Yeah, on the island. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, you did. You had a lot of those same elements and a lot of those same kind of, uh, 
roles that people play, but they turned to like as the movie uh, went on, some of them they turned on their heads a little bit, mm-hmm. and some of them they like twisted just a little bit here and there. And I, I appreciated the that update to to those those roles a little bit. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot of action in this, and I liked that. And there were a lot of like really cool. Elements. I mean, parts of this were you're like. Parts of this were a uh, horror movie. Parts of this were an adventure movie, action adventure movie. Parts mm-hmm. of this were like, um, like a monster movie. Yeah, like uh, a th- yeah. It was there was some nuts stuff in there. Yeah, also kind of funny. No, oh, yeah. There's a lot of comedy, but not in a cheesy way. Yeah, like, it was all. It was never like they weren't like directly joking. Like it wasn't like a Pirates of the Caribbean sequel or something like that. It very much felt like it was all contextual stuff. Where, yeah, you yeah. know, it it just kind of like these were funny people, right? Versus this is uh, someone trying to be a funny movie. Well, they like you know yeah. the people. You think about where the comedy was coming from, and they're coming from uh, mainly Chris Pratt, but also. Um, well, who is it that plays uh, the new girl dude? Yeah, what is his name in real life? Can you look it up? Yeah. Um, anyway, like they are very, they're very good at comedy, and it comes very natural to them, and that's why their characters work so well on television, and why like Chris Pratt is so appealing. Um, he's very wisecracky and stuff like that, and they didn't stray too far from it. Um, they, and I think that's why it works is because of the people they chose. Chris yeah. Pratt is the new Harrison Ford. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah. If there's an Indiana Jones, he needs to be in it. See, the only thing about like the only thing I don't un- like get about that comparison is that Harrison Ford, he was always more like gruff and like you know he was always like less like funny and less like um, I don't know like goofy funny and more like it was just funny because he you know some dude does a bunch of fancy sword moves and then he shoots him and you know instead but think of about this, them. Chris I, Pratt I was never goofy goofy funny. He was very uh, witty. And quick with his wordplay, hmm. um, and, and like just the way that he kind of interacted with the uh, the female um, lead in the movie is you know remind me of Han and Leia. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see that. Like he's I, the lighthearted Harrison. He is the light. Yeah, he's like he's yeah. like, like a <laughs> he's more... not the old man Harrison. Yeah, <laughs> old man Harrison's like the devil man. He's, <laughs> he's, yeah, he's flying around his World War II planes and being awesome. You yeah, know, yeah. didn't he Crashing save some dude's life or something? I don't know, uh, but he had a door fall on his leg too, and like yeah. So, uh, Jake Johnson is uh, Jake is that Johnson. guy's name? So I thought it was Jake, um, John Jackson. John, no, Jake, <laughs> Jake, John, Jake Johnson. <laughs> now we're gonna have that wrong the entire time. You know, but you know, comedy comes very natural to him as well, and like, and it wasn't ever forced. You know, it was yeah. just kind of like, it was very, very well done. Yeah, I agree, and uh, so. The music, mm. uh, John Williams, and it was very obviously like John Williams. It was so good. Did he do the whole thing? Yeah, did he? Because it said um, main theme composed yeah. by Actually, John Williams. Actually, yeah, you might be right. It might be. Uh, it might have. And I heard been some somebody heard else. some new stuff in there, and I'm like, I don't think that's John Williams. But they did some stuff like, especially in the beginning, the first act of the film. I felt like like they had all these themes that were going in this very like majestic John Williams type stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, they used the theme from the other. Um, movies and you know, I, and they moved it, used it at appropriate times, you know, and there would be callbacks to it in the rest of the music. This where is they'd be music like, by Michael Gaichino, and he has done. Let me see, he did some Lost stuff, Ratatouille, Up, Cars. I mean, a bunch of stuff there. So yeah. a bunch of great, great music. Yeah, what was interesting was at the end, um, and the special thanks. This doesn't have anything to do with the movie, really. But okay. in the special thanks, it said uh, special thanks to Kathleen Kennedy and Brad Bird, and there's like. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's cool. I want to know what they had to do with the movie, though. Hmm. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting. And I wonder see. if it's just like, you know, 
I wonder if they're just friends with some of the people that, that have done it and like, you know, they're all hanging out. They one encouraged time. them and said, yeah. yeah, you should do it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> go for your dreams. They wrote just them, wanted the special thanks. Wrote them emails every once in a while. They encouraged them, that sort of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the plot, um, it was a lot of fun. Slightly predictable at times, but not in- complicated sometimes too, but like complicated rather than complex complexity, I would say is less predictable, like you said, but yeah. it's like, uh, the, um, complicatedness made it somewhat predictable too. Right. Um, but not in a, like, you know, I know exactly where this is going kind of way. It's right. like, okay, this is going to be a bad situation or you shouldn't walk in there. Like kind of like how horror movies kind of get anyway. Yeah. You know? yeah. I spent a lot of the movie like. Just shaking my head. I'm like, what? Uh, uh, come on. Uh, no. <laughs> like, don't like, go in there. I'm like, it's so obvious. <laughs> don't. Just yeah. Like, and then I realize like, I'm physically reacting to it, and yeah. I have no control over my body. I'm just like, <laughs> no, why would... Oh, well, what's, what's funny is like, you know, so, you know, uh, it's... It always happens to me whenever like a bad situation gets worse, and you're like, "Oh my goodness!" Like I can't believe. Like when uh, there's a point, there's a part with a cell phone. Hmm. Um, I won't say any more than that. And uh, you're just like, "Oh my, oh come on!" Like, <laughs> you're like, "Don't, no!" You're like, "Why?" <laughs> but but in a way, like not in a like I can't believe that they're doing this in the movie kind of thing. Yeah. It's just like, "Oh my gosh, another problem!" And you're just escalating it. Uh, see, <laughs> and that's so the thing. Stressed out. Like yeah. that's the thing that's interesting about like this movie in particular versus other movies. Like I feel like a lot of horror movies or a lot of like lesser uh, action movies will do that, but they'll do it, and it's like it, like the character is doing something that is unrealistic or whatever. But like in in a lot of these situations, you can very easily put yourself or like oh, yeah. other people and be like yeah this would totally happen like oh, this yeah. is absolutely plausible it's just whenever those situations go from <laughs> bad to worse you're like yep. oh man as the outside <laughs> viewer you're going you're going well there's a reason I'm in this theater it's not like things just go you know completely well from start to finish It'd be a pretty boring movie yeah uh, that means that man there's some like really cool like visuals in this movie really cool action a lot of fun um you will not walk out of there with a frown on your face <laughs> yeah i remember the first uh teaser trailer dropping of this and a lot of people were like i don't know about the graphics and stuff and and then as like the the teaser trailers were updated uh and and released more and more like there was more textures more yeah. dinosaurs m- less you know and more detail and it's like the final film it was really, really good. Like the, the the visual effects were amazing. Well, and so like I wanted to I want to bring this up at some point. So well, I found it interesting. Like a lot of the um, the complex like you would say battle scenes or something like that like are done, um, and uh, the camera kind of stays focused on the people. And I liked that. I think it you know helps save them on like CG costs. The fact mm, that they're not like yeah. having to render the entire. Like yeah, all the all the, that's a little bit blurry anyway because of motion and stuff. Yeah, so you're like seeing legs and stuff like that. But I also liked it in terms of it kept the uh, the the focus on the drivers of the story, which were the the, the humans, and it didn't it wasn't gratuitous with um, dinosaur. Uh, violence or anything like right. that. It wasn't like, hey, look, look, you know, you should like this movie because of all the dinosaur stuff. Well, it makes them uh, more relatable because when when all this stuff's going down, you see these people, these mm. little people, and you're like, oh, I just feel helpless. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like these people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you, yeah, that's that's 
really interesting because I, I did notice there was a few times early in the movie, especially. And I wondered if it was maybe like less about like the, uh, the idea of like, Hey, saving budget or what, but more like the mystery box, kind of like the, uh, the jaws thing where it's like, Hey, what you don't see or like what, what isn't necessarily yeah, they- on the camera is sometimes more intimidating and scarier than what, is you know yeah and I, and I did like you know I, I thought that early on like especially with the main like dinosaur they took a minute to reveal it and Correct. um yeah. and I thought that they were going to do some kind of like crazy reveal where all of a sudden you see it and it roars at you and you're like but no they didn't do it that way right they kind of broke my expectation and they did it where it's like okay very very slow and you kind of see it yeah, like yeah, yeah. kind of just come into frame I'm like I liked the way they did that rather than like all of cool. a sudden like you know it's just roaring at you yeah like, or like, like yeah or it comes out of nowhere behind you or yeah, something yeah. like that so yeah yeah rather than yes it was gradual for sure um and that was a lot about like what I liked about it, where there was a lot of things where I almost, at, at you know, while you may know kind of what maybe is going to happen, you don't quite know how. And then the way they delivered it was in, in a new way. And that's yeah. pretty, that was pretty interesting with it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, do we want to move on to spoilers or, or well, first, or... Should, should, should people go see this movie? Yeah. I see this as a definitely go see this movie. It's fun. Like, it's got, you know, a lot of like, fun elements to it. So like if, if, uh, if you like action adventure movies, if you like dinosaurs, if you like the first Jurassic park, um, if, uh, if you, uh, just want to like have a, have a fun like night at the movies. Yeah. Go see this movie. Agreed. Um, I will, will say like, uh, I don't know, like the, there are kids in this movie and, but let's like, I don't see like, this as being a kid's movie. Like, you know, it's a, there's a lot of scary elements in this thing. And so it's like, depending on the age of a, of a child, you know, no, I mean, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously pay attention to the rating of the, it's, I think it's, it's PG 13. So it's a PG 13. Yeah. yeah. It's a kid's movie. As much as the original, Jurassic yeah, the, yeah, that's true. Kids I mean, movie. that's true. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't say it's scarier than the first one. No. I actually think the first one's scarier than this one. Yeah, there, there was a lot more uh, of of those horror elements that we're talking about a little bit in the first one. So yeah, yeah. but yeah, but uh, don't go see it in three D. Don't go see it in three D because I want three D to die off. <laughs> <laughs> you have ulterior motives but there. Go see it in IMAX. I think that was worth it with the yeah. sounds. Yeah, Man, was... like. Let's talk about the audio. Yeah, okay. For a yeah, sound design. Holy cow, that yeah. was good. And the sound mixing was good. Like even from the very beginning, you're like really close to these like dinosaur eggs. Doesn't really give anything away. Really close to these dinosaur eggs, and you, you like hear the the heart beating, and one of them behind you, and it comes comes around, and like and then it's in front of you, and you're like, what is happening right now? The, it's amazing. Uh, the underwater screaming. Yeah. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> there is like, okay, so the sounds that the dinosaurs make, like I've always been impressed like with, uh, with the Jurassic Park uh, films for their sound design and for the, uh, the amazing roars and things. And this does not disappoint at no. all. And even like in the first one, like with the, uh, the talking between the, the velociraptors and things like it, Oh my gosh. And so like, this is definitely on par with all of that. Like I, that was part of my concern about this new movie. I was like, well, they better get the sounds right because that's such an iconic thing in my mind to my first experience of watching uh, Jurassic Park. <laughs> like, you're like, well, they better get the, they don't get the sounds right. I'm out of there. Yeah, I'm it's like, I'm leaving the, the theater. Movie. Sounds is incredibly important. Uh, it is. I'm just saying like, uh, this, this is very, uh, very ultimate. Yo, what if what if move. what if whenever uh, we replaced all of the roars and things with like uh, with like squeaks or something you know like something like a uh, like mouth have, 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 <laughs> have you seen the the Star Wars <laughs> duck quacks the Star Wars scene where they were like replaced <laughs> the, uh, the 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 celebration scene at the end of New Hope with like just like 
uh, empty room sounds and people coughing and yeah. like, creaks <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. And everybody's looking at each other like adoring. Yeah, and it's, and it's just, like and people super are just, awkward. And Chewie doesn't get a medal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, it's, it's, it's really funny. Like, you know, thinking, oh, okay, this is how it probably actually went down. <laughs> yeah, just, there's, I mean, there's a lot of people in that room. So you got to imagine that all these room noises are, are were probably yeah, I mean, there. And there's well, no yeah. like orchestra off screen. Like, right. Blazing Saddle style. How many of those people in the room are going to be like on that same ride with the uh, those particular Star Wars characters? They're not going to know about Luke's struggle with his father. And <laughs> this all. is true. They're just extras that they called in one day and were like, hey, put on this weird outfit and stand here for a minute. So I was watching, um, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I was watching Cloverfield and I watched the special features on it. And it was funny like watching them deal with the extras because they were like, they weren't telling them anything because it's all, you know, computer generated. But they were like, um, all right. Whenever uh, we give you uh, give you the signal, you're gonna scream a lot. The uh, um, the there will be something over here. You just want to get away from it. <laughs> okay, cool. I don't know anything that's going on. And so like uh, uh, T.J. Miller was walking around with a camera, and he's like, he comes up to an, to somebody who's like watching on the street. And he's like, what do you, uh, what do you think the this movie's about? And they say something like ice cream or something he's like okay we're shooting a movie about ice cream like <laughs> just like they don't know anything yeah well i mean like i feel like that would almost be pretty accurate to how that would be like oh my gosh something's destroying buildings i don't know well they where didn't I'm really tell them that because it's all like they're just telling oh, that's true I they're guess. screaming and yelling and it's all green screen you know like <laughs> just running around yeah yeah <laughs> Um, anyway, so we all say go see this movie. Yes, go yeah, see this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so the spoiler clock. It is winding down. Getting a lot of spoilers built up inside it's, me. It's uh, it's about to come come pouring out. Like, yeah. uh, yes. We're about to overflow with spoiler in three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. The T-Rex fights the uh, bad guy dinosaur. Yes. Cool. Yes. Yes. Woo! That was a, a good one. Battle Royale. It was amazing. People literally cheered. Yes, and it was no, awkward. People cheered whenever the uh, the she goes and gets the because you realize what she's doing. Yeah, like the minute they they open it up and then you, she lights the flame. The and you're flare. Like, I saw this earlier in the movie. Whenever they lit the flare to feed it. And uh, you realize oh, what I she's. I didn't realize that. You realize what she's doing, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, she's getting the T Rex." They totally she's the big guns. They totally set it up really well, and it was like, because I love the the, I the logic think about behind it. it. You really didn't? No, like, like I love I the logic like, oh, behind man, the kid. Just go get the T Rex; it'll solve everything. Like, uh, not, like I didn't think that. the kid's comment, and then whenever she went, right. <gasps> like that, that was what spurred it in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was him being like, "There's not enough teeth,", teeth. And, I, and I remember earlier in the film him saying how many teeth a T Rex has. And it was just a lot of teeth. It was no, they, I teeth think he said he said um, how many teeth that underwater thing had. Oh, okay, I hmm. see. Interesting. So, but that, that actually. Was I mean, I guess that happens too. But yeah, <laughs> but which uh, that so that was my only that was the only thing in my mind that I was like I don't know about that because like all they are is they're striked by the handrail. Well, why hasn't that thing been snatching people off the handrail? <laughs> <laughs> for the past, they disturbed you know, 10 the years water. Like whenever you disturb the water, oh, you know, it's just okay. it comes after you. How they disturb the water? I don't I care don't how know. it happened, Chris. <laughs> well, okay, so I'm just, also I'm just glad that it happened. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, I, the, the whole place was just, just be happy for what you got. Yeah, for sure. Um, it, what's interesting, like you mentioned the uh, the audience getting into applause and things, and like it's it was very strange to me whenever that that happened. I was like, oh my gosh, people are like cheering. Um, I mean, I enjoy that's, that's something that I enjoy. Uh, 
why I enjoy like watching things in theaters because yeah. something like that's not gonna happen in your living room. Correct. Like it's just like you and someone else sitting there, and like all of a sudden you just like the other people erupt into yes. yes. The six people on your couch erupt into applause. Although like there have been times where like especially it's it's always with, like Walking Dead or Game of Thrones again. Like I bring those up again. It's always like I will just like I'll get so intense. I'm like oh my gosh, and I'll just like stand up. I'm like. I can't. I can't take it anymore. I can't sit here while this is going on. Like I have to like stand up. <laughs> After every episode of like Walking Dead or Game of Thrones, I have to text somebody just like, just like, oh my god, did you see <laughs> <laughs> something like that, dude? Yeah, I literally now my whenever Chris is like, hey, watching TV, or like on his Xbox whenever it says, hey, watching TV, I'm just gonna envision Chris standing in the middle of his living room intently watching television. Yeah. I, mean, I will. I will. I will also. I get into uh, like if I'm watching a baseball game, I'll get really into a baseball, and I will. I will yell at the TV. Totally. I will, do that. I will clap. I'll do like a lot of things. But yeah, yeah. But uh, that's why I love watching but things yeah, in theaters. Like because things just happen, and like the energy in the room is so much yeah. a part of like the movie going experience. So they were very moved. Yeah, yeah, and just like think about think about the idea of like if you had a heckler in the crowd, <laughs> well, it's like okay. that that can ruin a what's, movie. What's the funniest? So like we saw San Andreas, you know, a couple weeks ago, and we were sitting like down the road from someone. And who was who was very vocal about their opinion about what the characters should be doing? So I'd be like, "Oh no, 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 don't go in there! Nope, 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 nope!" <laughs> Good grief, dude! Like it was loud enough, you know. It's a disaster movie, so it's loud enough that it like you kind of like you know drown them out, but. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! That, that enhances some movies. Like if the movie is like particularly bad. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad, but it was. It was like this guy is really into this. He's like super invested in these characters. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. But uh, I remember the biggest movie going experience where like the crowd played a part was the uh, was Paranormal Activity. Oh I saw gosh. the original Paranormal Activity oh, in yeah. a theater. Where I think you were with us. Where because like there's yes. these, there's these massive things that are in the subwoofer and it just like drones up and literally the tension in the room is just like Whoa! you know until something happens and it's a jump scare and it's just like oh my goodness that was the, I remember just jumping with an like 150 people in a in a yes. room and it's like that is there's nothing like that no no not at all so uh, this movie like you noticed beforehand like there's so somebody like came in uh, behind us and he had a, a Velociraptor with him yes and he and his wife were a dressed... stuffed Velociraptor right not a real one not a real yeah. one yeah uh, he and his wife had dressed up like um, Chris Pratt and Bryce uh, Dallas Howard yeah and uh, and so after the movie like he was freaking out like he loved this movie like and you know somebody he's like he asked somebody like hey uh, what would you think what you think and the guy's like I liked it and like you liked it what does that mean like, <laughs> like it's like that's not enough that's not good enough it's not good enough and uh, so I caught up with him afterwards and I interviewed both of them about what they thought of Jurassic World and here are their thoughts all right, I'm here with Kyle and Nicole. We just saw Jurassic World. Guys, what did you think of the movie? Yeah, best movie of the year. And that's, that's hard to say in the same year that uh, Avengers 2 came out. Uh, but I still, the nostalgia from the first movie, all the winks, oh man, totally worth it. It was life-giving. It was amazing. <laughs> it, was. it was absolutely life-changing. I thoroughly enjoyed every aspect of it. The direction was fantastic. The cinematography, the special effects, so good. the score, hearing that old John Williams theme for the first time just reinvigorated everything. It was Correct. absolutely it kept me on the edge of my seat. It was very exciting, adrenaline 
pumping. I mean, it was absolutely fantastic. Everything mm. you want in a summer blockbuster. I absolutely. loved it. That's awesome. Tell me about your, your outfits and uh, your friend here. So I definitely went as Chris Pratt this time. I'm kind of like a chubby, redheaded Chris Owen Pratt. Grady, Owen by the Grady. way. Yes, Owen Grady. I brought one of the dinosaurs, um, one of the raptors with me that I trained in the film. <laughs> so I brought him with me to kind of keep things safe. You know, people get unruly when they're getting ready for a premiere, and so we brought him just to kind of do mm. crowd control, you know what I mean? Yes, So yes. And uh, brought the uh, director, one of the directors from the park here. Yes, uh, I'm doing Bryce Dallas Howard's character, uh, Claire. She's the park manager, and kind of the reason everything goes haywire. But she holds her own. She's fantastic. She, she was she amazing. She holds her own, still hot. I, it was see that coming. Um, <laughs> Great. Yeah, it was, it was a really good, really good movie. Uh, just fantastic. Excellent. Yeah. I think we were great in that film, yeah, we honestly. Were fantastic. Yeah, you did, you did a great, phenomenal job. Thank you. Yes. Congratulations Thank you. on your Oscar winning performance. Or, no, you should be, should win. I think so, too. I really think so. I think that we, I think we really brought it in this time, don't you? Yeah, I mean, and oh, and the, the cameo by Jimmy Fallon, that really tied the whole that thing together. That was really Absolutely. good. <laughs> I like, actually that's asked we knew, him. Like, that was the, the movie. That right. was the glue of the movie. <laughs> that's right. I asked <laughs> him personally. I said, Jimmy, listen, <laughs> what we really need for this film is a little, a little bit of Jimmy. A little pizzazz, a right. little Jimmy. He, he came through for us. It was excellent. <laughs> he was great, yeah. He really made it perfect. So yeah. Awesome. What would you tell someone who's on the fence about going to see this movie? Get off the fence, man. Get it's off it's the perfect. Fence. Like, even if you haven't watched the originals, it's still a fantastic film. It's action, it's adventure, it's excitement, yeah. it's everything you want. It's from even a got blockbuster. random sad moments if you're one of those people. It yeah. was a really good yeah, film. Yeah, there's real character development. There's Very well-rounded. Just, just get in there and watch it. If you liked the first one, you're going to love this one. If you didn't like the first one, I don't care. You're going to love this one. Yeah, if you don't like dinosaurs, I don't want to be your friend. Like, who are you? Right. I mean, you just get on board. Right. Like, this is a fantastic This is where film. we need to be. Piece of cinema. It's great. Absolutely go see it. Yeah. Take your friends. What did you think of the dinosaur fight? How amazing was that? So, so while it was moderately predictable, it was in the good way. It yes. was in, you're like, I really wish that this would happen. And, and then, then oh did. my God, it, it happened. Everything that it you was could possibly so want good. from all of it. It was perfect. The um, effects were amazing, except I think that once again, like in the first movie, they had to have used real dinosaurs yes, because there's we, no other way they could have gotten the shots. That, and no, right. I mean, since we worked on it, we, we actually can are, confirm we do know that there were, there were, there were actual real dinosaurs That's like in the first one. really hard on yeah. the genetics for that, and it's right. really come through. Right. It shows the hard work they put in, the right. scientists. Were there were really a lot of lost lives, but it was worth it, I think, Absolutely. <laughs> for this film. Absolutely. They gave their lives for a, a, a noble cause. Purpose, yeah. yeah. Yeah, what do you think, if there's a Jurassic World 2, do you think, what do you think will happen? Uh, I'd like to think that our characters have kids, um, and those kids in the real world are just at home, right? And then these militarized dinosaurs come in to try to stop terrorists. Yeah, it'll kind of be like Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Right. It'll be Very Dawn of the similar. Planet of the Dinosaurs. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Very similar. Dawn of the Planet of the Dinosaurs. And what's going to happen is my character, of course, will show up and try to wrangle the velociraptors and keep the community safe at home. This is what I believe is going to happen. Yeah. And my character will keep kicking butt and taking names right. in her own right. In her high heels. In her high heels. Yes. 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 Very impressive. The whole film in high heels. It was very painful. Hurt her legs. Managed a lot. to do it. Though. Shin splints. So real good. thing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, those are real yeah. thing. Never use a stunt double once. Never. Never. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I also did an interview with uh, someone else who. Uh, was in the movie theater. He was dressed up like Chris Pratt. He's also in the 501st um, and uh, and loves Star Wars as well. 
All right, I'm here with Joseph. He just saw Jurassic World. Joseph, what did you think of the movie? I thought it was great. I thought it was pretty much on par with the first movie. You know, obviously best sequel, you know. They don't ignore, you know, the second and third movie, but they don't really mention them either. Just, uh, it was it was fantastic. Chris Pratt was great. The dinosaurs were great. You know, it wasn't bogged down with anything, you know, slow. It was all action, all fun. Awesome. What was your, like, what's your... Um, immediate gut visceral reaction to the movie uh awesome fun yeah, yeah it's just just terrific would you tell someone who is on the fence about going to see the movie don't hesitate go see it now that is awesome that, that, that was amazing thank I you i love it thank you for uh for for doing that for us um and uh for doing the interview with me but yeah like it was, it was that's something that i love about going to the movies is like people like that who just obviously just love this movie and like you get to kind of experience it with them and uh it was a lot of fun. For sure, dude. You get to experience people's hopes and dreams and joys and fears together with them. Now with Jurassic World, yeah. like my fear will be exposure. Yeah. Just like anytime the people are exposed, they are completely helpless. There is nothing you can do. You dude. can't outrun a dinosaur like that large. Yeah, so um or even the winged ones like they kept doing the, those those uh aerial shots of the Disney World-esque uh town center of yeah. Jurassic World and With the there's, Margaritaville. there's all these people yeah. there's all these people standing around <laughs> and so the entire movie like I was like oh man that that dinosaur is going to come and get them that dinosaur is coming and get them and here's one of the times whenever they turn took a left turn where like they changed my expectations with the flying animals, like yeah. whenever, whenever the uh, those beasts get out and come after all of them, like that was uh, yeah. just horrifying. That was like Alfred Hitchcock, the bird style. That's what you know? I was thinking yep. too when it happened. I'm like, oh, the birds. My favorite shot was whenever the guy with the the he's uh, <laughs> double fisting some margaritas, and he's like, the birds are attacking. He's like, oh, I gotta get my margaritas out of here. <laughs> I can't, can't even spill the margaritas. That. That's awesome. <laughs> well, we can't spill the margaritas. <laughs> so. <laughs> I bought these. I'm going to drink them. <laughs> I mean, if, if people are going to get killed by dinosaurs, I need to be drunk. <laughs> I paid so much for these. I paid $12 a piece for these. I'm going to uh, enjoy this vacation. Well, they said the water was like, what was it? The water was like $7. $7 so yeah. I can't imagine that those were cheap. So The product placement in Jurassic World was killing me, though. Oh, yeah. There was like the Samsung. The Beats. There was Yeah, Beats. the Samsung Center. Um, they even Verizon. There yeah. was. They even um, made a piece Coca Cola. Uh, yeah, a piece of the the dialogue or whatever with uh with um what's his name? Yeah, he said something about Jake. Pepsi. Yeah, he was like he was like, what are we gonna have them? But them I, naming the uh, dinosaurs, you know, from here on out. Yeah, right, Pepsi I think. Sore. But I almost feel like it, so like uh um Chris Pratt's character was drinking a Coca Cola very prominently displayed as a coca-cola whenever she comes and gets him at his uh villa notice. at his bungalow i didn't notice oh. that one and so i and i feel like the whole thing like where he's making fun of like uh pepsi saurus or whatever like that i feel like coca-cola was like hey we'll pay for you to put our our product in there we'll pay extra if you take a jab at pepsi <laughs> now to be fair like it's a great movie to have product placement oh, given is. that it's in a theme park exactly right. it, uh, uh, it fits so with the, the world the first time i saw it, it was like samsung center i'm like oh gosh what why and i'm like realistically that then, yeah then in my mind i was like yeah i guess if it's going to be in there this makes most sense i will say though 
like it took me out of the movie. So it sucks that it like it, I even had that thought in the first place. I was like, yeah. Samsung Center. What are yeah. you talking about? I noticed that like the same thing for me. I, the Samsung one stuck out to me. Yeah, I didn't but then even I was looking, notice, guys. This is interesting. Well, they were well. So like, uh, what was funny was they ran into the building. It was like the Samsung Center, and then yeah. it was like the Hammond Learning Center. You're like, well, that's what it should have been called in the first place. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, see, Samsung but that Center. was the only thing like about this. Like, because Hammond, they even like reference Hammond being a disaster and like the Hammond thing, like. Uh, being like the sore spot almost because of the first because of Jurassic Park Hammond um, being the first park creator right and right. so like I mean I was surprised that they even had his name on a, a small no, that, little that's section I mean, of a or, learning center you know? uh, that's what I mean oh, I think like he's still the the reason the reason that this park exists you know yeah. and uh, I he's hmm. the paragon of right yeah, while the other one was a disaster or whatever you know like okay well he without him we wouldn't have this and so hmm. Um, I liked that's the that's the what I meant to whenever I'm like I really like the fact that they reference this stuff and they like they even like reference that it was a disaster and then they end the kids end up in the old um, building like later yeah, like I cool. love that stuff that was really cool that yeah cool. and it, it was done in such a tasteful way like I feel yeah. like this I mean that was like there was no better way to do that no. Like, and, and that's the part of it, like, you were like, exposure is kind of scary, you know, where it's yeah. like the kids are, are, they're in the restricted area of, yeah. of the island up north or whatever of, uh, on the map, and they're up there in the old section, and so whenever they start running into this stuff, it, like, harkens back to the terrible stuff that happened there before, and it's like, yeah. man, they are even less safe now because, like, that stuff is, like, the, the fences or whatever yeah. defenses were there are decaying and they're rusting. And, yeah, it's like, this place is not safe at in the least. So, right. I mean, it's that that was interesting. And I love how it was kind of like it was still in the same state it was at the end of the first movie. Like, right. The like, banner's still laying there. They literally just, like, what did they just, like, yeah. condemn the area? I Nobody thought go about up there. that. I'm like, ah, just, they just, nothing. Well, I mean, they just want to get out of the, guess, off the island. I they guess they got overrun. It. Yeah. Right? I don't remember what happened. Oh, yeah. At the end of the first one, like, well, the T Rex comes in and saves him from the uh, the raptors, um, does his roar. The Jurassic Park banner floats down. Yeah. They run out the first the front door, get in the, the, uh, the Jeep, and drive off. Did two and three count? No, not not in like so like I was reading. I don't believe because I was reading uh, an interview with uh, the director of this movie. Um, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks ago, and he was basically saying we are ignoring Jurassic Park, Lost World, and Jurassic Park Three. Hmm. I mean, yeah, and and I like I I it's been so long since I've seen either of those two, and it's like they didn't stand out to me enough at the time. I don't think to like really make that much of an impact. So it's like I don't know if if I don't it, remember what happened in those. Yeah, at all, it's even. like if you had kept those in the thing, it would have really limited where you could go with this. Um, but I don't know if that. I think if you know, you just can't be too tied down like to those in the first place, you right. know. And so like you can reference that world and that version of of it, but you can't like. Expect that everyone's. It's not like Star Wars, where everyone's seen all three Star Wars, right. or six Star Wars movies at this point. You know, like it's it's more like okay, well, you've probably seen the first one, and a very small minority even remembers the third, or second, and second third and third one. Second third, yeah. And what's interesting, like to me about this film, like with with those in mind, like they did a really good job of making the visual look of a lot of the dinosaurs look the same as the, uh, as the first one. But then like whenever they up the ante on some of like the, the second and third one, I remember the third one specifically having like some really weird visual effects. So it's like going back to, to where we were at the first one. Okay. Speaking of how the dinosaurs look. Yeah. I notice 
I thought it was cool that they like made these allusions to birds at the beginning since like more recent mm. like scientific evidence. Yeah. And then at one point in the movie they even say like if we were using original di- dinosaur DNA, yeah. they wouldn't look like these dinosaurs. Yeah. Because you know they they've kind yeah. of discovered dinosaurs are more related to birds than Specifically, like being reptilian, right? right. I, I might be wrong on that. But no, no, no. Like no, a lot, no, totally. Yeah, a lot of them are like, they're like, oh, this one was probably feathered, or you know, like things yeah. like you know, the Stegosaurus was like that wasn't exactly how it was, you know, like, yeah. or like you know, yeah. They're thinking a lot of them might have been feathered, but these right. dinosaurs clearly do not have feathers because right. they've been spliced with frog DNA, right? Or whatever yep. they call I, it, dude. And I, oh, Mr. <laughs> D, what is it? The, the DNA, the, yeah. The, that little, he was on the oh little screen goodness. just for a second. Yeah, yep. the cartoon DNA. Not guy. too much to make me mad. Because <laughs> he's like the Clippy of Jurassic Park. He is like yeah. Clippy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you need help with this document? No, I don't need help with this document. I was <laughs> thinking about that the other day. And strangely enough, like, did that DNA thing come out before Clippy? Was he the inspiration for Clippy? Or Possibly. Was it vice versa? That's Possibly. That's interesting. That could be looked up, but I. So what's funny was I was uh, this is off topic. I was on uh, scrolling through Facebook the other day, and I don't remember who it was, but somebody I'm friends with was like, "Man, I'm sitting here trying to write a resume, and I need Clippy." And I don't know how to get him. <laughs> <laughs> Who ever like needs Clippy? Like, well, that's apparently the, that person did. Someone needs to be introduced to my good friend Google. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sample DNA. <laughs> sample DNA. Sample resume. Yeah. Search. Sample DNA. You could sample some DNA. I don't, know. I don't even remember what Clippy did, man. I mean, he would speed pop him and say, "It looks like you're writing a paper. Do you need help?" Yeah. Would you like me to format this for you? It looks like you're making a list. Do you want me to put bullet points? I kind of wish I had him back now because, <laughs> like, all the time. I'm, but half the time he'd be wrong. He'd be like, no, I'm not doing that. Right. Well, like, I remember up. for. But for... now they just assume I am. And I'm not. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, they, just, they don't even ask now. They just force themselves they upon just, me. They just, like, start putting in bullet points. I'm like, I don't want these bullet points. I, I get my own structure. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted numbers, not dots. Yeah. Get them right. The, um, you would have asked, at least. So. Let's uh, kind of rev- like go back and kind of just talk about like so. I loved the setup of the movie. I loved you know like um, the fact that like, we drop into this world and like whereas the first one you're coming into this like oh okay this park's not open and we don't know if this is a good idea. This is something that's been functioning for a while. Yeah, and it's kind of on the downswing in in, uh, in their mind. Like they need something new to up the ante. Yeah. Is um, is the is the professor doctor guy like the guy who's like making the dinosaurs? Doctor Henry Wu. See the same guy in the as in the first movie. I think who so. Who comes up and says, you know, like who shows them the egg and says, you know, like we we yeah. hatch them, and he's the one who explains the thing about frog DNA. It is him. He is. That's amazing. Like the fact that he has persisted in this world. Well, and <laughs> is he the same character? Yeah, same character. He's not very old looking. No, he, he didn't. Be. He didn't look old at all. Is the same actor. Yeah, he didn't they look, put like yeah. some gray on the side. I feel like that was fake. That yeah, probably was. <laughs> it, it it was because in his uh, IMDb picture he does not have that. So okay, so thematically, you were on the way over here. You were talking about the idea of siblings, yeah, and that dinosaur. Like I didn't realize that oh. I didn't connect that the dinosaur oh had gosh. a sibling. So okay, so yeah, we were talking about like the resolution of the film, like uh, jumping to the very end. Like I was saying that um, I would almost have rather them ended it similarly to the to the original Jurassic World Park where maybe it ended on the island or whatever. Where like, you know, you didn't necessarily need the final scene there where everybody kind of comes back together and they, you know, they hug and things. And then the two sisters hug and like, you know, basically uh, make up essentially because they were, you know, fighting or whatever. Um, and 
like I mentioned that, but they couldn't have had uh, them still fighting with the whole like sibling theme that they had going on because they had the two brothers. And then that's an interesting point that the dinosaur did have a, uh, a sibling that it ate that in it, the movie it opened with that. Yeah. The two sibling dinosaurs. Yeah. The two eggs hatching. Was that the raptors oh. hatching or whatever? And he was talking about how the raptors, uh, like they were, they had, they had, uh, brothers and sisters or whatever. And so they weren't alone. And so they would, uh, they would be, you know, more okay and more well adjusted with society because they're not alone. Well, that's you know, and that's oh. like whenever Chris Pratt and what's what's the actress who played? Uh, uh, I don't remember the doctor's name. Um, you know, like he at the end, you know, he says, she Bryce says what, "What do we Dallas do? Howard? What yeah. do we do now?" And he Ron says, Howard's daughter. We uh, we stick together for survival. Yeah, so yeah. there's this kind of like okay, let's, let's do things together. Yeah, there was, there was like don't go it alone kind of message in here yeah uh, definitely i mean it's a, like we a need unifying, each other so it wasn't just siblings it was just more of a unifying familial theme with the with the raptors you were saying he was their alpha and that was kind of the turning point right when you yeah. know he turned it around i guess we're in the spoiler section so i could just say yeah, oh you, yeah. yeah you can say whatever you want yeah he's like the beast master for raptors dude he's uh <laughs> he's the the raptor whisperer <laughs> yeah you know because he's got the little clicking thing he's got the little the little thing that he clicks whenever yeah. he tells him to you know yeah Oh, yeah, and he, dude, he was amazing. Yeah. He was the Steve Irwin of dinosaurs. This is true. So something I did think, like, okay, so jumping... May he rest in peace. Jumping way back, the only, like, yeah. real, like, odd thing about the film to me was in the first act. Like, there were moments where it, the pacing felt strange in the first act because we were jumping back and forth between these really interesting things to these really exposition-oriented things where, like, there's conversations that people are having, and I'm going, I'm not sure if these conversations like they don't obviously don't have these conversations every day, but wouldn't they just know this stuff anyway? Like, wouldn't they know some of this contextual information? No, anyway? I mean, I never felt like that because a lot of it happened whenever she, like she would get, she went and saw the, the, the dinosaur, um, with the owner. And so it was like, she's explaining it to him and he mm-hmm. obviously hadn't been updated on it. And then a lot of it would happen inside the control room. And like, there's some, like, you know, some things that, um, I never felt like it was like, well, they wouldn't have this conversation normally. I'm like, yeah, this. I mean, it, I felt like it made contextual sense yeah. with who was in the room and who was having the conversation. That's true. And I guess maybe it was just that there was a few times where it happened like multiple, t- like where the same conversation that she has with the the owner who's there, and then he says, oh, I want you to go get uh, Chris Pratt and bring him in here to uh, right. to check this stuff out. Then she has a very similar conversation with Chris Pratt standing there, and like whenever she even goes and gets him, right. it's it's we we saw the same things get explained a couple of times, I think, and so like that was kind of where I, I lost a little bit of pacing issues in the beginning. So I don't know if we like necessarily re- retread ground. I think it was like so. I think it was a setup, and then a further explanation is what it was. Like okay, it's like hey, we're gonna set up these things about the 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 uh, dinosaur and then Chris Pratt's going to be like it's going to set off some alarms in his mind and he's going to further explain why this is a bad thing you know so like yeah we get hit over the head twice with the, yeah this is a bad thing but yeah. um it, it was both in different ways i think i guess that's why it makes it like so bad when it does happen <laughs> yeah because you're just like you're seeing everybody's perspective and and ideas on how it's a bad thing yeah as as an audience member, you get to see that the characters are isolated from this. Yeah. This is true. This is true. And I guess, yeah, I guess, I guess it doesn't like retread and and things. I don't know. There was just something weird about the pacing to me early on, and maybe that's because, like I said earlier, before we hit the spoiler uh, section, that it 
it harkened back to kind of the classic dialogue and the classic vibe of right. the originals. And like, so we don't get movies a lot of times that are like that. A lot of times we get movies where the um, explanation happens as things like as action happens or as things yeah. go um, and, or as things deteriorate or whatever. And so it's like to get a hefty uh, amount of information a couple of times, like, or it further explained over, I guess, multiple scenes where you're broken up between that and then what the uh, the, the brothers are doing. Um, that just it made it feel a little bit longer than it probably actually was. Yeah. So like that, you know, so it's an older style of of, uh, of storytelling in movies, yeah. and I I'm just not used to it. Maybe the the character I think that I kind of uh, that wore really thin on me was um, uh, Hoskins Vincent Denot. D'Onofrio's, D'Onofrio? Yeah, yeah, character, which is odd. Well, I mentioned the judge earlier. I watched that last night. He's in the judge um, as one of the brothers. Isn't he Mario? Is he Mario? Was he Mario? No, no. That, I think that guy died. In the old like live action Mario things, that was yeah. you were thinking. Mm. I don't think he is. I don't think. I don't think he's that guy. Okay. Um, I thought that guy was named Hoskins. But uh, but like he was. So all the rest of the characters I felt like had. Um, multiple layers to them. Yeah. And he was just the, uh, yeah, you're right. He, he was, was just the mustache stroking evil, but evil guy. Yeah, you he's know? just like one, one note character who's like, is actually happy that this is happening on the, the Island. And I'm like, ah, I don't like, I mean, man, you just have to be super, super heartless to like, be happy that this is happening. He's the Newman of, but even Newman's more complex than yeah, this that's guy. True. Like Newman yeah. had other motivations. This guy's right. just like, we need him for the military. We need him for the military. We need him for the military. Explained that well, like I mean, because it was just like, okay, so if he has that opinion, right? Why does he have that opinion? And it's I, like it's not money oriented. It's like because you could easily make yeah. an argument that like money would be a good reason to do this, but it didn't feel like it was money oriented, and it didn't really feel like it was power oriented necessarily either. But it was like something different and they didn't really explain that yeah he never said why right and you know? and i do love the facts that like okay so he continuously said the same things to different characters yes um so he said said the same thing like two times yeah. in the same conversation to chris pratt uh-huh. and then uh and then he has that conversation with somebody else he says it in the control room yeah like, he says it in the control room and he has the, the 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 that conversation with barry uh which is omar uh sai uh which is chris pratt's friend okay. um he says the same thing five times he says it yeah. twice with chris pratt at the beginning, he says it in the control room. He says it with Chris Pratt's friend, and then he says it there right before they release the Raptors. Yeah, like this, and like, then he starts Ugh. to say it again. Right, and whenever the whenever he finally gets it from the Raptors, so six times. So like I love you know how right they, off the bat, it has to be the Raptor that kills him. Oh, of course. Like it whenever he's making be. eye contact, and the, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Barry says, he says they usually look at what they want to eat. Yeah, I mean they they <laughs> they set it up really well, and yeah. I liked it. But like, yeah, you're right. If uh, going back to like. Okay, they are rehashing the same information over and over again. That was that a little was much. The ca- yeah, yeah. And I think that's that that's part one. of what made it so grating. And it's yeah. just like, and he was so hardcore about it. And you're like, I don't. Why are you? Why are you being like this, so dude? He doesn't even know that much about dinosaurs. No, right. it's and so hardcore. Right, and it's so obvious. Like I, I don't know. Like it's so obvious. Like that he is such a bad guy from the beginning that it almost seems like they're setting us up to want him to die. Like I mean, right. to, to be that character that like whenever he gets it, you're like, yeah. But it really didn't pay off that way for nah. me anyway. It rarely does a lot of times for me. So like that's that's not necessarily the uh, the the call to make on whether or not that's a good method. Like right. whether or not I thought it was a right. payoff. But it's like I didn't 
really get angry with him. I was just like, you're just an annoyance almost. Yeah. Um, and that was a, the the thing about the complexity uh, or, or or complicatedness versus complexity. Like it was complicated whenever we have the the South Park moment where it's like. Wait, we're in charge here. Not anymore, you're not. Yeah. You know, whenever we had that moment with his team coming in, right. you know, whenever you have that happen and uh, like that was a com- complicated thing, but it was like it was like obviously this was going to happen, right? you know. Yeah, there was a power gap. And then and then they left, you know, like and I, I did the, I honestly like I liked it because it wasn't like it didn't they didn't make a big deal about it. It's like, "Oh, well, they're in charge now." So, you know, it's kind of like, "Well, the board put them in charge." I'm like, Okay, the board the board put them in charge. So yeah. Yes, they're in charge. And who is the board? board. We, yeah. yeah, we didn't know there was yeah. a board. Really. Well, we well, we guess we did. Yeah, we because the, we the owner the, would would reference it, yeah. reference it several times. Simon, we we're the bureaucracy and the political process of Jurassic World. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> they have like a there a needs to be thirty a minute court scene where they like, decide like. <laughs> Dude, I don't uh, think we should have Genetech come in. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like there was some kind of like uh, succession plan in place. Like, well, who's in charge if he dies? You know, and I was like, well, it's the it's this guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, and, and even that, like, I don't understand what the relationship was necessarily with with uh, the, his company and with. I think um, the, the. I mean, it's, well, you think about like they're private contractors, you know. Yeah. So like, you know, you've hired the secu- you need right. security for the island, and so you hired this private contractor t- to. Provide security for the. Were they security or were they geneticists? No, they they were were both. I I thought they were researchers. No, they were a contingency plan for if something went south on the island. Mm. As well, because they start packing up the DNA and the embryos. That was a separate deal that he had like worked out with the scientist. You know, where he's like, I'm going to save this DNA, otherwise it's going to get stuck here and. Like so, like because because people are gonna sue the park's gonna get shut down. Right. No one's gonna Lawyers. have access to it. Well, yeah, you Let's saw how it. you saw how the previous park was left. Like nobody had been in there, so it's like if this one gets shut down, nobody is gonna go in there. It's like if you know if you've been like you know if you're a uh, if you are um, Russia. Russia and you invaded Poland in World War II and killed a bunch of people, like you you better well get back to Poland first so you can <laughs> uncover all the mass graves and say it was somebody else. <laughs> you know, like yeah cover your own tracks kind of a thing like they're like well this stuff's gonna get stuck here for like months if not years if we don't take it out now so let's get it out now yeah um and he said it would only survive eight weeks he was like this will survive eight weeks down here and yeah. so and so it's like i don't think see anyone getting in for eight weeks especially yeah, yeah. if t-rex if, running around yeah or if the previous uh the previous jurassic park wasn't touched for 20 years you know there's no right. way yeah um I did think, like, the, as far as characters go, the, I thought they underdeveloped or didn't do as much as they could have uh, with the complex character, or like the owner, um, Simon Masrani. Like, I thought that, like, his, the dilemma that he was having where they were like, no, you wanted this, you asked for this. I thought that that, and then, like, his, the way he kind of ends up, like, dying or whatever, it was just super unsatisfying for me and for his character arc to really not get a good oh, yeah. finish. Like, a good, like, where he goes, oh my gosh, I've seen what I've done or whatever, because that never really happened or whatever. Like, I, I just would have liked to see him maybe even stick around to a sequel. Like, I was like, man, this guy's a cool, complex he was, character. He was funny. Yeah, I liked right. him, and I liked it, like, I don't think he necessarily, he, just, he deserved what happened to him, because it wasn't really his fault like yes he said i want it to be a cool like bigger badder dinosaur but yeah it's still the the scientist's fault for being like okay well i'm gonna do go like way too far so right. like and he even kind of had that realization earlier when he's like you know whenever the guy was making the argument like you're acting like this was you know we're, we're doing some kind of mad science down here you know yeah like, well 
the owner was a, was a billionaire. He was a risk taker. Right. He just did things. He didn't think about what he was doing. Right. Whereas it was like a contrast with Bryce Dallas Howard's character and mm. where she was very organized and right. yeah. planned things and didn't necessarily take risks. And yeah, I, just, necessary. I guess it was just like whenever he dies, I was just like, oh. That seemed, it just seemed like kind of like a, uh, just like a, a, un, a loose end that it just kind of ends. And it's like, I realize that's how life is sometimes where it's just like, you know, it's just like, yeah, that just kind of happens. But it just seemed like I, I almost wish they would have been able to do a little bit more with him um, or at least keep him around maybe for, for a sequel or something. I wanted, uh, I wanted him to win. I wanted, I wanted him to fly the helicopter over there. Sure, he's not a great pilot or whatever. And then, <laughs> like them to just shoot the dinosaur, and then we go home. He like, <laughs> you know, he like to, credits roll, and he liked to root for the. Underdog. I would have been satisfied with that. I'm like, sweet, this guy's <laughs> like he. Yeah, if I was going to add something to this movie, I would say like I would have loved to have seen like uh, more like heavy duty military kind of interaction trying to take out this thing. You know, like mm. bomb the thing. You know, and uh, like just. To try to get rid of this like before was, it hits all these people. I was so impressed with its ability to be super bulletproof, and yeah, missile proof, and yeah, everything. Like the, he's, he's shooting this, this like M eighty at it, you know. Yeah, you like these. And it's like barely bullets. flinching. Yeah, I just I mean it goes down for a second, and like you see all these spurts of blood, but it's like well, it's just keeps I mean, going. To be fair, there's like some bear that was eating people in like Alaska. I think it was like nine feet tall or something, and. <laughs> It took like nine. They found nine bullets in it. Good grief! Well, so um, the, from years ago. What's funny when is they the, finally died. The statistic, you know, like Man. I was reading, I don't know, like uh, maybe a month ago or something like that, a couple months ago, where it's like less than like fifty percent of all like gunshot victims are actually like fatal. Like it's like most people, like if you get shot, it doesn't mean you're instantly dead. Like like most of the the shoot, like if you get shot, it's like, well, I shot my foot. <laughs> Or like I got shot in the leg, or got you know like, and so like, it. I think it takes more than one, you know, to well, kill like, you. With bears specifically, like it, they say that bear spray is actually way more effective than bullets about uh, to repel a, a bear because a bullet would just make it mad, and uh, and it would just like it would come after you. It would <laughs> it would view you as a threat that it needed to eliminate. Versus me. a like bear spray, which is like a uh, it's a really foul smelling uh, spray, and it'll like spray out really thick in the air, and then it just goes. That is not something that I want to touch. <laughs> it's like that is not a meal. It's like the gasoline yeah. that Chris Pratt poured on himself. Right? Oh, yeah, to yeah. Get I was rid worried about T-Rex. that. Was it to cover his scent? Yes, to cover his scent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and that's the, like, I, I appreciate it. And while I, this, I don't watch trailers, but in the first trailer that I did watch, uh, for, for this one, like there is the thing where he says, uh, it's killing for sport. And like that line, like, I mean, but like that scene in and of itself is so powerful and so strong to make you realize the weight of what's going on. And like the fact that you really wanted them to eliminate this, this animal, because to a certain point, it's not the animal's fault that it was like that it it was born and that's something that Chris Pratt was saying. It's like, it's not its fault that you trapped it in here and that the only positive interaction it's ever had with anything is with a crane, you know? And, and so like that, that was a really interesting, I guess, plot line or interesting thought process. And then to, to have it killing for sport. And then it's just like, man, this thing is just, is just not, Okay, it's a sociopath. Know? He, uh, yeah, it, 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 with, it uh, is, it is, else. it is classic sociopathic behavior, you know. Um, and yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, 
good analysis there. Professor. It is a serial killer dinosaur, is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. For sure. I mean, that's what you know. They do. Yeah, you're right. They do a good job of setting up. I was like, this thing needs to die. Like, <laughs> sorry, but <laughs> they need to like call in Dexter. This <laughs> is too horrible. Um, yeah. I think I think that about covers it. For so me. before we before we go on, like, what do we think? Oh, go ahead. Okay, like I know this is like a minor thing, mm-hmm. but they had the thing at the beginning with the older brother and like the girlfriend that he ignores, and then continuously throughout the movie, him like making eyes at girls yeah. and stuff. And they never like really resolved that, and so it just seemed like it was just there to be there. I felt like there was something else in the movie that got cut, like that kind of tied that up a little bit. Yeah, or, that's I, I mean know. that's that's possible. Like I think it was more kind of like okay, setting up. The older brother character is like, okay, he's not really interested in these kind of things right now. Like this, he's in the time of his life. He's like, you know, in puberty where he's like yeah. interested in girls. Well, he's not like he's not even paying attention to uh, to his brother like a lot of right. times. Like while yeah. he does defend him, and whenever uh, whenever the assistant goes, can he slow down? And he goes, no. You know, it's like he, he you know, he's not going to make his brother slow down or whatever. And he's like, hey, you want to see something cool? While he does is you know does have a a uh, a positive relate. He's just not really that interested. Yeah. In, in what his brother has to say, and so like I think that was part of why they they explored that. But it what did feel a little forced, and it felt a yeah. little heavy handed at sometimes. So. It, it just felt like okay, what what is the point of this? I, right. I, like again, I I think it was just kind of okay. Let's set up like this is the time in his life. Like everyone kind of remembers that part part of their life, you know. And um, I uh, I did like how they dealt with it. Whenever his younger brother's like, what do you think they're gonna like do? Just staring at them like. <laughs> There was a theme of disinterest and isolation in like a family environment that was kind of explored through the older brother. Yeah. And through uh the aunt. Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard. Right. Yeah, there was. Um, yeah, and, and the dinosaur. Yeah. Because it uh Yeah. And was, he was isolated and and I think that like with ignored. with him, like he was pretty mad, like he was pretty upset with uh with the aunt for a while there, but they were you're right, they were pretty similar uh characters there at the beginning. So yeah. started in very similar places with you know, uh these basically not wanting to deal with uh some family stuff. So Yeah. Yeah. So the lesson is like be nice to your family and to other people and uh And dinosaurs won't eat you? And dinosaurs yes. won't eat you. And if you make a dinosaur, uh Make brothers and sisters for it. But more than one, because it will eat the one. Yeah, yeah. You should have had three. I don't know what the lesson was with making dinosaurs. Just don't do it. I think <laughs> just don't make dinosaurs. That's the lesson of every Jurassic Park. Dude, just <laughs> continue. This is true. Just don't. Like, nature will always dominate you. It's the chaos theory thing yes. that they talk about. Yes. Not okay, in this so movie. There's less science in this movie. For, for uh, well, because it's just so sketchy at this point. We're just like, okay, yeah. we're, we're making We don't want to commit to any... <laughs> Kind of like <laughs> um, we're always finding new stuff. Moving forward, if they make a Jurassic World two, which I don't know why they wouldn't, I feel like this is going to do gangbusters. Like, yeah, at the movie theater, like, what do you think would happen in, in Jurassic World two? It'll be uh, extremely forgettable, like Jurassic Park two. Mm. You think? I feel like they there will be some reason that they have to go back to the island. Yeah, I don't see like because the the progression I guess from uh, Jurassic Park mm-hmm. was that let's take it off of the uh, off of the island and put it somewhere else or whatever. Um, and so like I, I feel like the progression now is like if we if we I, I don't think we can do that again. Like I think that it's a better idea to stick with the island kind of thing and and the original kind of setting and feel. Um, 
I do think that because the because they got out with all the research, the doctor got out with all that research and all whatever they were working on in there. I, I assume that it was more of the Indominus was it the Indominus Rex or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, more of that. Uh, perhaps I think even it was more eggs. of everything. It was, it was just everything, you know, like because he wanted to breed more raptors, you know, for the army and stuff like that. You mm, know? That's so right. Was, yeah, I think it was everything. So you think? I mean, maybe maybe we deal with that instead of going back to the island. I don't know. Like, that, that seems that seems like, kind of like uh, kind of like a black water with dinosaurs kind of situation. <laughs> if they made a sequel yes. following that theme, it wouldn't really be a sequel. It would just be like opening up this new universe where like. We have dinosaurs and we use them so for we have, stuff. You know, saving yeah. private T Rex. <laughs> saving private T Rex down. Love it. Um, we have American T Rex. Um, we have uh, what was another uh, another good one? Um, uh, what's that? What's the Jeremy Renner one? It's a nice, uh, a good, good war movie. Oh, uh, the Hurt Locker. Yeah, Hurt, Hurt Locker. The so T Rex Locker. T Rex Locker. Um, we, uh, we have uh, Zero Dark T-Rex There's a lot of war movies with T-Rexes That'd be awesome um, No, I don't think that's going to happen Like, I think, I think they have to center it around the island um, Or around an island Like, I mean, if they moved this location Or if they did like a, a black site kind of a situation And put it on another island And then had to bring in uh, potentially a... Uh, uh, the characters from this movie to that island to take care of some business or something or something goes wrong, whatever. I mean, there's there's a cool world here that they are continuing. I just don't think that they can branch out in such a weird way. Like, you look at the jump, if I remember correctly, from Jurassic Park 1 to Jurassic Park 3, and it's like, that was just a large... They were different movies. You know, it, it changed yeah. in tone and it changed That's why in, they're ignoring them. in vibe. Right. And so I don't think that they will do that again. Like, I think that they will... Uh, they can't obviously do the same movie over and over again, but they'll find a way to make this one um, this like more of the same, but more like I don't know. I, I don't know how you, you go back to this island. Anymore. I feel like you can't no, well, really continually discover this island. No, no, no. Well, let me tell you my idea. Well, first, okay. What's your t- idea? T Rex Harbor. Band <laughs> Band of T Rexes. <laughs> band of T Rexes. <laughs> Yes. Actually, uh, I think Band of Raptors would be a better Band of Raptors. Band of Raptors, yeah. Um, so, like, well, I, th- I think, band of I think there will be something that they left behind or something that they need or some reason that they have to go back into the island. It'll be, like, two, five years later or something like that, and the place is just overrun. The dinosaurs have been breeding, like, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, like, Chris Pratt needs to, like, lead an expedition back into the island or something like that. I don't know. I like it. They and could've... then, and then the, the third one is, you know, something like band of raptors what they've got is they've got a world where they can genetically modify things to a a much greater degree than we can currently that's like that's their sci-fi element there yeah that's true they're better at genetic modification that's true it doesn't even have to be about dinosaurs anymore it it could be uh they could do a king kong now yeah they could do a uh giant spiders giant spiders that would it be wouldn't horrifying. really fall in line. Dinosaurs are kind of the main thing. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> Thinking of like uh, Jurassic, the Jurassic period, dinosaurs, even yeah. the logo. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. Um, the, the scene with the wall. Yes. Where like they've got everybody walled in. I know you're about to say something, but it reminded me of the original King Kong. I kept waiting for like King Kong to climb this wall <laughs> or for this this giant dinosaur to climb the wall. Hmm. I did how I, I loved how they kind of like drug it out like um 
and and kind of kept in mystery what this dinosaur actually was and what it was made of. Like I liked the different parts of it. Like it was like <laughs> cuttlefish. Yeah, because it was like cuttlefish. And yeah, it was like whatever the camouflage else it was. And camouflage, and then it was. Uh, then it ended up being like, oh no, it's a raptor. Yeah, <laughs> I think one of the one of the ideas they explored for this movie, like before you know releasing it, obviously, was human dinosaur hybrids. I feel like mm. I saw something on like Reddit about this. That'd and I'm be like, weird. That would have been terrible. Yeah, that would have been very, very odd. <laughs> I but like... I feel like that would fit in with like the novels. And stuff. I haven't read them, but... Yeah, I haven't either. You can explore weirder themes. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, Let's rate this thing. Yeah. What do, we, what, do we, what do we rate this? I give it an 8. Yeah? I give it a solid 8, too. I'm going to give it an 8.5. Nice. All right. Well, that was that was our review of Jurassic World. It was a, it's been a fun time. It was a bit of a meandering path sometimes. Yes. We, it's fun. We, okay. Next episode, it's going to be... Well, maybe not because it's the E3 episode. Next week, we're going to be talking about E3. It's going to be posted this coming Monday. Yep. So be sure to keep an eye out for that. We will not have one later next week, so it'll be like an extra one. Um, like it will be extra long that it's posted, but then we'll talk like a, do a post E3 kind of talk the next week that will include some of the press conferences that don't happen on Monday. For you sure. Get, you guys are going to E3? No. What we're going to do is we're going to watch all the press conferences on Sunday and Monday and uh, attend the Sony experience um, in theaters. And then uh, we will uh, we'll report to you all um, that evening. Your findings. On the podcast. Yeah, our findings. Yeah. Our in-depth findings. It's going to be fun. I'm super excited. Dude, E3 is always super exciting. It's so like, pumped. It's, it's like Christmas. Yeah. And, it's, it's uh, so awesome. Uh-huh. Um, so last week, uh, we, uh, had a, a couple of people reach out who had heard, uh, my question on podcast unlocked. Um, and, uh, uh, Vinny was one of them reached out to me via Xbox live. And, uh, so, so, Hey Vinny, thanks for, for contacting us. Thanks to everybody who, who reached out and said, Hey, yeah, we heard about you, uh, on podcast unlocked and, uh, welcome to the show. Yes. Thank you for uh, for listening. Oh, yeah, man. Awesome. So next week, we'll talk about E3. The next week after that will be a post-E3 show. We will also have the Arkham Knight review at some point after it comes out, after we uh, we play it and try to power through it. Yeah. Um, it probably won't be the week it comes out. Hopefully probably the, Hopefully the week after, um, if we can power through it. And, um, yeah, Cody, thank you for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. It's always a pleasure. Super fun, man. You're one you of our favorites to have on the show. such gentlemen. Yes. And you all, you're you are you're a, a kind and um, generous guest. Generous, generous, generous. With, with your time and with your ideas and all of that, your yeah, friendship. Exactly. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> keep keep Just more praise upon pile, me. Pile the compliments on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you for being on the show. But uh, stay tuned for um, all of our podcasts in the future. You can find us online at StayOnTargetPodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And JohnWright777. And at StayOnTargetPod. Always online at StayOnTargetPodcast.com. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay On Target. Target.